Welcome to episode 38 of the Inner Work Conversation. This podcast is dedicated to making sure you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. I'm Nikki Cross, founder of Thrive Life and Business, and in today's episode, I am talking about quitting. I am talking about quitting. I am talking about quitting and persistence. For context, at the beginning of July, we set our quarter three goals inside Thrive Together. And at this point, we're midway through August, it is not uncommon for you to be questioning, should I quit? So what I'm wanting to do in today's episode is bring you some perspective on that question. Before I jump in, I just wanna say thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your messages. Thank you so much for your feedback and thank you so so much for sharing this podcast with another leader another colleague another friend who you think it might help I am so grateful for that so without further ado let's dive in Hello. So as the topic inside Thrive Together is pace and persistence for August 2021, I want to talk to you about quitting. Now you'll know if you're a member or if you've followed me for a while, we have set quarterly goals in July and we'll review them and set them again in October. But meanwhile, my content and everything that I'm delivering for my members is there to support them in the journey towards their goals. Now, Part of persisting is taking action until you get to where you want to be. So when we set a goal, what we're essentially doing is committing to an outcome. Now, if you've listened to me talk on goals before or goal setting, you'll know that my goal setting process differs to many others. And once I've taken my clients through the process, they're usually pretty clear on what they want. And as I said in my previous episode, episode 37, which was about pacing yourself, what can happen is sometimes we don't see results as quickly as we would like and we can come across more obstacles than we might have initially anticipated and we take those as signs to stop, signs to give up or worse, we take them to mean something about ourselves like we're not good enough, all that bullshit. But on the topic of persistence, I think it's a valid conversation for us to have today around when you should give up, what conversations and considerations with yourself you might want to make and how to know when you're changing your mind on your goal because you have new information maybe that might have helped you to see that there's a better goal available to you and when you're changing it because you're just not getting there as fast as you'd hoped or you feel vulnerable or shitty. So goal setting is one thing, executing on those goals totally different ball game completely. So let's dive in. Now the way I'm going to approach this episode today, I've prepared for this episode and I was thinking about the best way to deliver it and the way I'm going to approach it is by giving you my guidance on both when to quit, when to keep going. So let's start with not quitting, let's start with when to keep going. So where this came from is I got a great question from one of my Thrive Together members the other day um, over on Instagram actually. So if you don't follow me over there, it's Thrive Life and Business. I'll link it in the show notes, but if you search me up, Thrive Life and Business. But the question that she sent me was, when you set a goal and you're giving something your best shot, you're giving it your best effort, but you're not making the progress that you wanted to, or you're completely fucking failing, should you quit? How do you know? When should you quit? Now, the first thing that I want to say here is, I actually think that this question is a very interesting one. Should you quit? There are so many other questions that this person could have asked. So instead of should you quit, 
we could ask questions like, um, how do you persist? You know, when you're not making the progress that you wanted to, or you're completely fucking failing, how do you persist? Or how do you make it through the discomfort of failure? Or how do you deal with the judgment from other people when things aren't working out? Or the judgment from yourself when things aren't working out? But I'm so glad that this person wrote this because I think this is what happens in a lot of our minds when things aren't going our way. We see there to be one of two options carry on or quit. And it's very subconscious, super sneaky, you know? (laughs) It's not something that we usually pay a lot of attention to. We are normally really led by how we feel about it. So with carrying on, we intellectually know now that there will be discomfort with that. If we continue to pursue our goal, if we carry on, we intellectually know, yes, there will be discomfort. And my question to you is, is the discomfort actually coming from failure or is the discomfort coming from your thoughts about failure? Is the discomfort coming from your own thoughts about putting in effort when it potentially could be wasted if you fail? Is the discomfort coming from your own thoughts about what people might say about you? You know, I think it's valid to ask the question, is your discomfort actually coming from failure? is when we feel like we're failing, the easiest question to ask is, should I quit? It's the easiest question because although we will have to feel the feelings of giving up, it'll bring relief to the discomfort of vulnerability. And this is something that I work a lot with my one-to-one clients on vulnerability resilience. If you want to listen to how I work through that with my one-to-one clients, then after this episode, go to episode four. You'll hear one of my previous one-to-one clients talking about this. But when we can see ourselves failing, the easiest thing to do is give up, to feel that relief. And as I said, we're we're really, we're being led here by our feelings, not necessarily um, in a conscious way. And if you've listened to this podcast over the last, well, I don't know, six, seven episodes, you'll know recently I've started to become more consistent with my exercise, committing to classes, being more conscious of my nutrition. And one thing that I'd massively underestimated is how much physical development can be linked back to personal development, which is something a good friend of mine who is also a personal trainer, we talk about this all the time, the links between the two. Anyway, when I'm there, when I'm in these classes, they're hard. And I often think about this a lot when I'm in the classes. And one of the things that I've grown to notice is that they are designed this way. They're designed to push you past your comfort zone so that you experience change. You know, they're not designed to take you just before your comfort zone. They're not designed to keep you in your comfort zone. That's the, the whole point is that you are outside of your comfort zone because that is where change generally will come from. So if we link this back to the original question, when we're going after a goal, but things don't seem to be working, we're not seeing the results that we wanted, discomfort will come. And is this bad? It feels bad. It feels like shit. But is it actually bad? Probably not. It's not bad because if you weren't persisting in going after your goal, you wouldn't have brought on this discomfort. And this discomfort whilst it might feel bad in the moment, it's an invitation for you to grow. So my question back to you at this point is, is should I quit the right question? 
Or is the right question one of the ones that I mentioned earlier? And to answer this, the question that I would love you to ask yourself is, has my goal changed? Oh my God, this is such a good question to ask yourself. Has my goal changed? This is why we spend so much energy inside Drive Together in the goal setting workshop. Even at the beginning of my one-to-one clients' journeys, ask any of my one-to-one clients how much effort we put in at the very beginning of their journey, getting very clear on what their actual goal is, and they'll tell you it's a lot. And the reason that we do this is because I want to make sure that you feel connected to your goal. I want to make sure that you feel your why. And if I flip this, my why of going to exercise classes is to become fitter, leaner, more physically capable. Will quitting take me closer to that goal? No, not unless I replace the discomfort of those classes with another form of getting closer to my goal, which will also inevitably bring me discomfort. The question is such an important one. Has my goal changed? I'm gonna come onto this in a minute or two when you should quit, but just consider that for a minute. If you've set goals and you're nowhere fucking close, ask yourself, has my goal changed? So let's say, just as an example, let's say, let's take something really tangible. Let's say you said, I wanna earn 12K. I wanna generate 12K, 12 grand's worth of revenue in this quarter. Now it's mid-August now and you've probably got six or seven weeks left and you've brought in zero revenue. And you, feeling the discomfort of that, you want to quit. So your question to me is, should I quit? I can see what my goal was. I can see I'm nowhere fucking close to the goal. Should I quit? And you're looking at the time ticking by and you're realising you are not going to hit your goal. So in this scenario, if I said back to you, well, has your goal changed? You might say to me, well, no. I'd still love to bring in 12k, but Nick, I've been trying and it hasn't happened and I'm running out of time, so... And in this scenario, now I confirm that in fact your your initial goal had not changed, my job as your coach would be to get you to a percentage of goal completion. So we can agree, we can look each other in the eye and agree, your goal hasn't changed, right? Yeah, sure, you might need to accept that you might not meet 100% of your goal, but you might be able to meet, I don't know, 20%. And this is exactly the kind of growth that I want to bring about when it comes to setting unrealistic goals. The very fact that you are facing this challenge of should I quit is exactly what I want for you because it's in that discomfort that I know you're growing. It's in those moments of I'm running out of time, it's too late, I'm not getting close to where I need to be. That's where I know that if you persist and if you work towards that goal, even if you know you're not going to meet 100% of it, if you work towards 20% of that goal target, with that persistence will come layers of your growth that will far outweigh the two and a half grand-ish that you'd bring in if you hit 20% of your goal of 12 grand by the end of September. The two and a half grand would just be the cherry on the cake. The growth that you will experience will be the point. Do you see If your goal hasn't changed, then no, don't fucking quit. It's not actually the goal that you want to quit on, is it? No, it's not. It's the discomfort of staying the course even when you're not seeing the results. That's what you want to quit from, not the goal. It's the uncertainty of not knowing if the effort that you're putting in will be worth it. Oof, that's vulnerable, isn't it? 
<laughs> that's a vulnerable one. I know you felt that. And it's one that I hear so often. Ah, oh, Nick, I don't want to put in all this effort if it's going to be wasted. I don't want to put in all of this effort until I know it's going to pay off. It's not fucking wasted effort. There's no such thing as wasted effort. Even if you don't achieve your goal, you still have grown. I wish that I could go back and tell myself at the beginning of setting up my business that there is literally no experience that is wasted effort. None. All of the experiences that I've had, literally all of them, have served me. They've served me in adding skills that are transferable or they've served me in figuring out what I don't want, what I don't want to be like, what I don't want to do. And the same goes for you too. Please never withhold effort in the fear that it will be wasted. That's just a lame-ass excuse. You will learn, regardless of whether you continue with your goal or fail massively, you will grow. You will gain more clarity. So what I want you to do is ask yourself that question. The next time you're wondering if you should quit, ask yourself, has my goal changed? I ask myself that question when I'm in my cosy bed in the morning and I'm wondering whether I should get my ass to the class. I get so much resistance and I meet that with the question, has my goal changed? And if the answer is no, I stay the course. And there is, of course, of course, there's a gray area. So let's get into the gray area. Let's say that I have set a goal, given myself a time frame where I think it's reasonably possible to achieve that goal. And I'm not seeing results as quickly as I'd like. Yes, it's easy to ask the question, should I quit? But let's say you've listened to this episode and you're past that now. The best next question might be, how long should I persist? And the next question is, based on the effort that I'm putting in and the results that I'm seeing, is there anything that I could be doing more of, less of, different? I love that concept. Thrive Together members, if you're listening to me right now, I ask you this every single week. Should I be doing something more of, less of differently? Did I achieve my goals last week? Yes, if so, why? What can I do more of, less of different? Did I achieve my goals last week? No, why? What can I do more of, less of different? The thing is when you're putting in actual effort that you know should produce the desired results based on perhaps evidence of what others might have achieved or in the past or what you might have achieved in the past, if you're putting the effort in but you're not seeing the results, it's easy to want to quit to avoid the discomfort of failure. But what if at this point we asked a different question? What if we asked, what could I be doing more of, less of, different? What if instead of trying to change the goal, which we now know we actually probably don't wanna change, what if we changed our approach? Sometimes we can be so attached to how we will achieve the goal that we are blind to seeing that it could happen another way. This is what I mean when I talk about surrender. This is actually a massive, it's something that I see a lot. Let's take a goal like attracting new customers. Let's say you wanted five new customers in three months and you've set out the how you're gonna go about achieving it. And what I see happening a lot is someone will set that goal and they will try the way that they have defined as the how that they're gonna reach it. And if that how doesn't work, they're like, oh, well, fuck it. It didn't work, so I can't reach my goal. And I'm like, yet? You haven't reached it yet. You've tried one way, one time, right? So you haven't even tried one way twice or one way three times. You've tried one way, one time. Could you try that again? Could you learn from that and try it in a different way? Could you try another way? 
The thing is with pursuing goals is that we can often convince ourselves that the one way we have tried is the only way and it's so often not the case. That's the whole concept of being stubborn with your goal but flexible with your approach. I think that there's something to be said for keeping a growth mindset when you're going after what you want, getting curious, looking at the results that you're getting and instead of using them as judgment on yourself and how enough you are, instead of that, using them as information or a bit of an experiment that will tell you what to do next, what to do more of, less of or different. And it might not be that the goal has to change. It might just be the tactics or the how you're going about it. And being open to this is also gonna contribute to your growth. The thing can often be with us is that we want to be right. And if we try and if we get it wrong or the way we've decided it's gonna happen isn't the way that it actually happens, we can often want that to mean that we give up. And that's the benefit of using yet. Using yet means that you can keep your goal and not quit, but persist. Celebrating the fact that you're showing courage and effort and persistence and experiencing the growth of discomfort. And to be clear, discomfort doesn't look, it doesn't feel, it doesn't seem glamorous or expansive. Usually, most of the time, discomfort feels like shit. You know, think about me in that exercise class. There is no Instagram photos being taken then. (laughs) That's the point. And when it's personal development work, it's basically the same, but on the inside. You know, I'm talking about growth here and it sounds so lovely, but it's not. It just feels like shit. And that's the point. We want you to feel discomfort. We want you to feel expansion. We want to increase your vulnerability, resilience, So to wrap up this point, my question to you is, if you hit 20% of your goal by September, isn't that better than hitting 0%? I know you'll wanna change your goals so that you can feel, feel yourself hitting a higher percentage, but please just leave it the fuck alone. Allow the discomfort to come up. You're growing in this space. And that's an amazing and beautiful thing to hold space for yourself to grow, to accept yourself fully, even when you're not achieving what you wanted to, to consider yourself worthy, even if you haven't got the results that you wanted. And my God, to take rest, intentional rest, even though you're not on track, this is growth. Allow yourself that, the results will come. They will. And it's probably not gonna be comfortable. It rarely is. So please don't see your discomfort as a sign to stop. Please don't look at your results and think that you should quit. Please recognise that there will be discomfort wherever you meet yourself. I know I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but yes, there is discomfort and vulnerability of not achieving your goal and struggling, but there is also discomfort in stagnation. You know this. We talked previously, I've talked to you previously, so we've talked previously, like we're having a good old chat and it's just me and my microphone. It feels like I'm chatting to you. We talked previously. A client of mine explains it like a jacket that she's wearing that just doesn't fit her anymore. She physically feels the discomfort of the restraint of stagnation. And the thing is, when we're not seeing the results that we want to see, subconsciously, we want the temporary relief Our brains want the relief. So we decide that the discomfort of stagnation is better than the feeling of discomfort from growth that comes with persisting and therefore we give up. And persisting might not mean, by the way, persisting might not mean doing more. Often it doesn't. For me, persisting means 
getting really back in touch with the why I wanted the goal in the first place and really feeling into that feeling before I decide what I'll do more of, less of or different. So I hope that that serves you too. You know, get in touch with your why. Go back, go back to the beginning. Why did you want that goal in the first place? And if you can't answer those questions, give it out to the universe. There is so often in my journaling where I won't be writing the answers to my questions. I will just be writing the questions. Why did I want this in the first place? How do I persist when I don't know the how? How will I find that out? I don't know all of the answers. You won't know all of the answers, but sometimes just allowing yourself to sit with them is the thing that you need to do. So moving into quitting, um, before I do move into that, I just want to say like, it's not black and white, is it? You know, there is so much more of a scale than either not quitting and persisting or completely quitting. It's not black and white like that. You know, just for example, just because you eat unhealthily for a day when you're meant to be on this health kick doesn't mean you have quit. Just because you skip the gym for a day doesn't mean you're not going to the gym anymore. You know, it's not black and white like that. And I'll probably touch on that later on. But what I I do want to cover off with you is when you should actually consider quitting. When you potentially should consider not persisting. Because it's all very well and good us having a conversation about when you should persist, when you should show that vulnerability resilience, when you should lean into the discomfort. But if I don't also cover when you should consider quitting then I feel like I'd be doing you a disservice, especially my members inside Thrive Together. So when should you consider quitting and not pursuing your goal anymore? So the first thing that I can think of is when the goal no longer serves you. So this very much links back to everything that I've been banging on about in this episode. Has the goal changed? Sometimes it will be the case that yes, the goal has changed in that the goal you set no longer serves you. And the thing is, and I'm a really big believer in this, we're always doing the best we can with what we've got. And when we've got better, we can do better. I saw this so much through the pandemic. So many business owners, leaders, people wanting as much certainty as they could get their hands on, as they could grab onto. So many people using Google to try and predict what was going to happen, when it was going to happen, wanting the answers so that they could give other people the answers. So much energy being poured into decision making, so much energy being poured into trying to be certain. But one of the beautiful things that the pandemic has taught us is that certainty is not your friend increasing your capacity to be comfortable taking steps while things are uncertain that is your friend the advice that I used to give people during the pandemic and I stood firmly by myself bearing in mind I was a new business owner myself was exactly that do the best you can with what you've got and when you've got better information you'll make better decisions you know sometimes When we set a goal, we're doing so from the place that we're at. And as time passes, we can get new information that means that the goal we had set is no longer valid or no longer meaningful. If I give you an example, it would probably, the best example I can think of is this, and it's a deep one, but my goal before my mum passed away in 2017, I had everything set on progressing in my job as high as I could you know, going, going as far as I could, when deep, deep, deep down, I knew I wanted to launch my own business. I did. I knew that. But my mum passing gave me new information. 
It gave me a new perspective, but this is this perspective also presented the opportunity to review what I valued and made it abundantly clear to me that what I valued was my time and the impact I could make. And I don't regret my decisions. I simply realized that I was making the best decision on my goals that I could with what I had. And I appreciate this is an extreme example, but I'm using it to get my point across. There may have been a point when you wanted a six pack and there's nothing wrong with that goal, but in pursuing it, you might have realized, i.e. got new information, that the way you have to live your life if you want a six pack makes you absolutely fucking miserable. And that actually you value having a pudding much more than you do eating Rivita or whatever it takes to have a sick pack, I wouldn't know. But this concept can be really hard for us to wrap our heads around because what we have to do is decide where the decisions we are making are coming from. Are they coming from an empowered place or are they coming from fear? Or are they coming from wanting to seek comfort? Or are they coming from trying to please others? I don't know, only you will know this. And the best, the best way to tell is simply by checking in on your current you and future you. So if I give you an example, obviously I've told you about my wellness and fitness goals. And when I first started going to the gym, to the classes and changing my diet, so things like reducing sugar, drinking more fluids, you can fucking bet I felt resistance. You bet that I had to make it easier for myself by changing my environment to make it easier to form new habits than slip into old ones. Um, And by changing my environment, I just mean simple things like making shitty snacks less accessible and more nourishing snacks more accessible, stuff like that. And it was things like also like laying my gym gear out the night before to make it easier in the morning because that resistance was pleasing my current self, but it was not serving my future self. And the me in the moment, i.e. my current self, the in the moment me didn't care as much about my future self because the in the moment me was cozy, comfy in my bed, or the in the moment me was due on my period and wanted to eat a family-sized bar of galaxy chocolate. So they didn't care as much about my future self. So what you have to do is decide before. You have to decide ahead of time how you're gonna show up for future you, and then make it easy to do so. So that resistance to that growth had and still does make me think in the moment that there is a better option, i.e. sleeping in or shite food. So then when I think about why I want to sleep in, it's to avoid pain. It's to avoid the shame of potentially not keeping up in that exercise class and the physical pain that that might bring through the challenge of growth. So flipping your mindset in the moment to focus on the rewards of doing what needs to be done over the pain and discomfort of what needs to be done is what I use. So for example, picturing my, things that I will do, picturing myself driving back from that class, feeling accomplished and powerful and looking forward to a nice hot shower and a coffee. What I don't take the resistance to mean in that moment is that I don't want my future goal. What I don't take the resistance to mean is that I'm not good enough to follow through or make it mean something about my identity or my ability. Even if I don't show up that day, that's just one day or that week, that's just one week. That's not who I am. So using this self-check helps you to ask yourself better questions like, would doing this move me forward to where I want to be? Would doing this mean that more good things are coming my way? Would doing this make me feel proud? Would doing this 
support the changes that I want to see in a week, a month, a year? Can I do this imperfectly? Knowing that it's helping me to improve for next time, does it have to be perfect or can it just be enough as it is? Do you notice that all of this is directed at trying to discern if the goal is still the right goal for you? What we're not doing here is assessing how much we're succeeding at the goal or failing at it. We're simply deciding if the goal still serves us or no longer serves us. So the second thing, the second reason that you might want to consider quitting is if it was never your goal to begin with. Now I'm not going to talk on this one for too long because I'm not someone who generally has had a lot of pressure from my parents or my sisters or family to be anything really. But I have worked with enough clients to now know that this is really fucking real. Sometimes we inherit goals or we're prescribed our dreams and goals by somebody else. And this can get us into all sorts of situations. For example, you might be someone who is really successful in a career, but feeling deeply unfulfilled, all the way through to feeling completely misaligned and uninterested in your work and are really a little bit unhappy. So again, this isn't something anyone else can decide for you, especially me sitting here on the other end of a podcast episode. This is on you to be really, really honest and brutal with yourself and check in, ask yourself, is this actually what I want? And if I use the example of me setting up my own business, some of the people around me could not for love nor money, get their heads around what I was doing. They couldn't understand why I was sacrificing, in inverted commas, years of hard work, a stable job, good pay, good working conditions, great people around me. And that is because for them, their dream was those things. Their dream was a good salary. Their dream was a stable job. Their dream was all of the things I've just mentioned. So for them, they valued those things but what that ha- what that what that happened <laughs> what that made happen is that a sentence i don't know what what happened <laughs> is that that then made me feel like i should want those things too so for all for so many years them their reaction made me feel like oh shit i should definitely want these things these are impressive things and over time the discomfort of living to goals that weren't mine got too much for me so what seemed like a sacrifice to them it really wasn't a sacrifice to me but this requires you to be really honest really honest and ask yourself what is it that i want is it this And then the third thing, the third reason why I would consider quitting on my goals is if it's costing you more to pursue your goal than the value of achieving it or the growth to get in there. So you can probably tell by now I'm not one to hold back when it comes to discomfort. But for years, I was petrified of failure. And this fear got me so bad at points that I can honestly say, looking back, it impacted my mental and physical health. It did. I can see it. I would pursue a goal, so let's say a promotion, for example, not because I wanted it, but because it made me look good and it got me more pay and other people saw me, you know, they regarded me in a positive light. But in doing so, I was burning out, I was stressed and my mental health was taking a nosedive. 
I'm a great believer in you first. If you've ever seen on Instagram my Venn diagram, where there are two circles, one is life, one is business, and then there's you in the middle, it does not matter what the goal is. If you are not okay, nothing else matters. You cannot show up for yourself or the people around you and the causes that matter to you if you're not addressing whether you are okay or not. So the final point really there is, if it's costing you your mental and physical health, really stop and ask yourself the question, should I persist? Okay, so now I've shared those three things. I do wanna add an asterisk to all of them because like I said earlier, we're talking here about whether you should persist and we are linking that to quitting. But like I said, there is a middle ground. We don't do all or nothing around here. So in that scale, if one end of that scale is persisting and the other end of that scale is quitting, where's the middle ground? Can you hit pause? Can you turn the volume down? And by that, I mean do less. Can you take smaller steps less frequently? Sometimes it isn't about quitting at all. Sometimes it is about pace. Someone messaged me the other day to cheekily tell me that pace and persistence were actually two topics, not one. When I mentioned the topic inside Thrive Together for August was pace and persistence. And I was like, well, yeah, okay, they are two words, but they go hand in hand. Sometimes the question isn't, should I quit? Sometimes the question is, should I check in on my pace? So in if I said that in a different way, sometimes the question isn't, should I persist? Sometimes the question is, should I change my pace? Or should I change my tact, you know? So with that in mind, I really hope this episode has served you. Quitting, persisting, pace. These are topics that I feel really, really strongly about. And I feel so strongly about them, not because I'm obsessed with goals, but because I'm obsessed with us living a life that is intentional, us living a life that we are spending our time with conscious intent. We are using our energy with conscious intent. We are working towards goals that are meaningful to us. And so that's why I wanted to record this episode today because I know that when you're on your way to a goal, you can, it can feel really motivating to overcome the fear of setting goals because I know that's a thing for a lot of people, fear of setting goals. So once you finally overcome that and you set your goal, that's a brave thing to do. And whilst you're on your way to trying to execute that goal, you can be met with so much resistance and so many obstacles that one of the questions that can come up is the question that I was sent, should I quit? So if you were thinking of that question, I really hope that this episode has served you today. As always, I would love your feedback. I would love to know what particular parts of this episode has resonated with you. Let me know. You can message me on Instagram. It's Thrive Life and Business with underscores between each word. If you wanted to email me, it's contact at tlb.org.uk. That's Thrive Life and Business. Contact at tlb.org.uk however you choose to contact me you can send a pigeon with a message in a bottle if you like please don't hesitate to get in touch give me your feedback on today's episode tell me what has come up for you as you've been listening and as always before I sign off I want to thank you for being here today thank you so much for being open to listening to the concepts that I'm delivering in today's episode I'm really really looking forward to episode 39 I hope you are too I'll see you then 
that's it for today's episode. I will see you in the next one. I hope this episode has challenged your view of persistence and challenged your view of quitting on your goals and thinking about the discomfort that you feel. I am only at the other end of a DM on Instagram or a mail. You can drop me a mail, give me feedback on the episodes. But like I said at the beginning, please, please do share these episodes with friends, with colleagues who you feel like it might benefit. I would massively appreciate it. So with that, I'll see you in episode 39. Till then, have an intentional day. I am always cheering you on.